Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome to Burnt Cookbook Party, an original Pathfinder campaign set in a unique fantasy world where four heroes of varying skills, attractiveness, and stupidity race against time to prevent a war. I'm Jenna Steber and I play Estra Blepeth, a yaddled half-elk oracle who is exactly who she says she is. And I'm joined by... Andrew Hansen, playing Johnny Brightchild, a hot and sunny Ifrit resort spa paladin, eager to help and flex. Caitlin Stadahar playing Patty Hertz, a rat folk ranger dandy with a nose for gossip and cheese. I'm Paul Lukemeyer playing Zelf, an elven battle chef carving a name for himself in the high stakes world of magical cooking. And we're of course led today and for the rest of all time by our illustrious and erstwhile GM and world builder, <laughs> Justin Green. Justin, <laughs> how are you? I'm great. I spent the whole weekend just listening to our Brand new Patreon one shot on repeat. (laughs) So good, guys. That is why I called you erstwhile, because you really took the day (laughs) off. (laughs) Uh, Justin, I listened to that Patreon exclusive one shot a single time, but it's like I played it on repeat because it kept (laughs) echoing in my head. (laughs) I had intended to only listen to it once, but I was listening to this Patreon one shot exclusive with my partner and she made me play it multiple times so she could hear it. I didn't listen to it yet, so (laughs) (laughs) that completes the matrix. And I'm also here. (laughs) And I formed the head. So, Zelf, Astra, Johnny, the three of you continue to trek deeper into the catacombs. It is a fairly simple and straightforward hike until you reach the edge of the city, at which point the catacombs continue in a less than official capacity. Hmm. So the graves are no longer marked or maintained. You see more than a few just like loose skeletons uh, along the pathways. (laughs) Uh, The paths themselves also less defined and walkable. After about an hour of this journey, you feel a small breeze hit your skin. And for the first time since entering the catacombs, you see the night sky in the distance, Uh a cave mouth. Zelf, although you've never been here, you recognize this spot from your dream. (laughs) What? Oh, man. Feeling a little like Aretas. (laughs) Zelf will point and say, I think that's it. How can you tell? Yeah. Just kind of looks like rock to me. I have a strange sort of esoteric recollection. I think the chairman is pointing me along the way. Dope. Okay. Astra, Johnny, this is kind of a cryptic question. 
Have you ever felt like there's some sort of ineffable being that has imagined some sort of end for you? <laughs> and no matter how you try to carve your own way, every step you take is just this force <laughs> pulling on your strings. And there's no way to arrive at any other end but the one it created. No. <laughs> No, yeah, bro. Why would you say that? What have you heard? Absolutely not. I mean, like no. I'm like a servant no. of fate, so like absolutely. Mind your own business. Like you know, like sometimes, like I can see like how there is a force, but you can be a force for yourself, and like I think that's like how my luck manifests. Like I think that's why I can give like a high five to people, and like it <laughs> changes things. I see. Doesn't that just make you the force in other people's life? The intangible force? I think that I'm a force to stay on the track. Like, I think there are a lot of things to, like, that try and move people off of it. But, like, my force moves things in the direction they're supposed to go. Johnny, what if there's no way for me not to be tempted down the path because of my nature? Oh. Yeah, well, like, we'll just have to see what happens when we get there. Are you having a crisis of faith? What is this? <laughs> Does self have faith? I guess. All of my crises, Astra, are long simmering. Hey. <laughs> I just thought I'd vent them. Okay. Since you two are my trusted confidants. Well, you gotta stir it too, right? Yeah, let a little steam go off. Make sure the bottom doesn't get burned. Johnny, I appreciate your sense of faith. And Astra, I appreciate that this is a totally foreign notion to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's uh, right. I worry that, much like the story we heard of Aridus being led to the crown under false pretenses and meeting a grim fate, the chairman is just using me as a tool, an extension of himself. Mm. To eat his fingers or something? No. No, not at all. <laughs> Assuming he's dead, Ugh. there's still something, something he was trying to achieve that he needed apprentices to act as his cutlery. Do you think he's dead? Do you think he's not dead? I think he might not be. We went to his wake, though. That's so gauche. I thought faking your death was in fashion, actually. Maybe in meal, nor I don't know. I need, like, a newsletter about, like, what's in fashion, though. Like, oh. <laughs> All right. Sometimes you can over-simmer. Let's go. As you guys approach this cave mouth, if you guys have uh, knowledge of geography, you can make a check for that. Otherwise, uh, perception as a backup. Nice. I rolled a four for a perception of three. <laughs> I rolled a four. <laughs> oh, try. I rolled a seven. It's dark in here. I don't know. Uh, just when I get a 15 on knowledge geography. Yeah. Johnny, Astra, you guys are immediately drawn to the stars up in the sky. You both think that you see the swarm in different places <gasps> uh, pointing up at it. Uh, as you get to the edge, looking out at this, you realize actually that you are quite a ways up. You are in like the dead center of a rock wall, which is about 50 awesome. feet up to like mainland and then 50 feet down into a long dried up stream, which has been enveloped in like an eerie green mist that is passing over <laughs> the ground below. Wow. Occasionally you think that you see like humanoid figures moving within it, um, but they kind of appear and disappear like ghosts. Zelf... With a 15, as a Mjolnir local, you can recognize that you are in an area called the Ravenous Ravine, which is northeast <laughs> of the city. 
You've been warned since childhood to never enter the hungry fog that exists there. <laughs> oh, no. Uh-oh. Awesome. <laughs> Zelf, you also notice uh, within the cave still itself that there is a small garden here at the edge of the tunnel where both like sunlight and rainfall can reach it. Cool. There's a pretty standard variety of vegetables and tubers that are growing. And then there is a small repository that's cut into the tunnel wall, which is like sealed with an iron door. And there are nine perfectly square holes, each about like an eighth of an inch on each side that are built into that door. Huh. Fascinating. You're supposed to put your fingers in there? Zelf, put your fingers in there. Maybe that'll do something. (laughs) Hmm. But which nine? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the trick, right? Didn't you get some dream knowledge about which nine of your fingers are like the most important (laughs) fingers for meal Norse chefs or something? Oh, that's an interesting question. (laughs) Is it? Uh, Justin, do I have any dream memories or was there anything from the wake that rings a bell? Hmm. Why don't you make just like a flat intelligence check, Zelf? Those never go well. Do you want a buff? Because you've got the two buffs on the team. Yeah. The buff buff and me. Well, I actually rolled a 17 for a total of 21. Oh. So this is the first time that's ever worked out. (laughs) You're looking at these holes and you immediately clock that they are like a key mechanism, but you can't quite figure out at first what you are supposed to be putting in there until you start like taking mental measurements. You're reminded of the chairman's specifications for when he would have you julienne any sort of vegetable <laughs> uh, for your cooking. You know, it always had oh, to be no. an eighth of an inch by an eighth of an inch. Perfect matchsticks, all identical. Funny. You feel like if you were to Julian something to his <laughs> uh, expectations, you would be able to probably push them into those holes and and unlock it. <laughs> Incredible! But what? Oh no! Zelf is going to get on his hands and knees and start looking through the garden yeah. for the perfect carrot. Are you okay, Zelf? Is this part of it, or are you having a breakdown? At what point should we assume you're having a breakdown? Well, that's a good question. Well, listen, for a celebrity chef or a celebrity chef in training, the difference between what looks like a breakdown and is actually a breakdown is paper thin. (laughs) 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 Fucking grim. Paul, you have all the time in the world. I will let you take a 20 on this unless you think it's funny to roll for it uh, for any particular reason. He accidentally picks up a parsnip. (laughs) No, parsnips. Self is parsnip phobia. That's not a trait. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't have any spells that help me find carrots. You'd think I would. Why would we think that, Paul? Well, I would think that. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, I rolled a 19 for a total of 30. Whatever. Beautiful. Well, Johnny and I will just be standing here by the side if you need us. So nine. <laughs> what do you think is special about nine, Aster? There's like nine gods, right? Like, Yeah, and nine um, different kinds of tastes. Yeah. You know, the tongue has nine different sections, and each section can taste a different taste. Sweet, salty, sour, spicy... Bitter. Bitter. Umami. Umami. Um, then there's the swarm that's the taste, not the right. astrological. <laughs> then there's the three hidden tastes, yeah. Yeah, yeah that only the meal nor chefs know about, and which I assume Zelf just won't tell us. It's hard to describe in words. Yeah, that's what they always say. <laughs> Zelf, you find the perfect carrot. 
and you masterfully Julian it exactly as the chairman taught you. Perfect, identical little matchstick carrots that you are effortlessly able to slide into each of the holes. You hear a click once the last one is in. This door slides open, and again you find nine volumes of the chairman's forbidden cookbooks. Whoa! Dun, dun, dun! When Self is perfectly julianning the carrot, he feels the specter of the chairman through his intense hours of training where nothing but perfection mattered. Does he have a weird posture or look on his face? Just trying to clock what this vibe is. Yeah, me too. <laughs> intense, intense focus. Okay. okay. <laughs> and he'll take out the books. I mean, like, if Self got this message from his master, like, if I got a message from my master to go into, like, a dangerous cave and open a door, I would definitely do it, particularly if it came in a dream. <laughs> So, I mean, I don't really think this is that weird, Astra. Well, it sounds like the two of you have masters controlling your every whim and fate, and you can't do anything about it. And some of us are just f- totally freewheeling. <laughs> no masters. That's pretty cool. But, like, what does that mean? Like, where does your power come from? Um, I, I believe in myself, and that's where my power comes from. I just have a lot of self-confidence. Whoa. Well, Astra, we believe in you, too. Oh, thank you. That does nothing for me. That's not how it works. But I appreciate it. It doesn't make you more powerful, though? So you're not like a god. No, I'm just Astra. And I've always always have been and always will be. (laughs) Just little old Astra. (laughs) So can we eat these carrots now, or...? (laughs) If you like raw carrots. I would like a raw carrot. I do, Yeah. yeah. Of course, Johnny wants raw vegetables. Yeah, raw orange vegetables. Hell yeah, absolutely. I'll be honest with the two of you. I considered when I found these books that I would burn them. Yeah. But I think at a practical level, if I didn't have access to this knowledge, then I'd be at Bocus's mercy, which is something I'm not sure if she has. (laughs) So I'll at least browse them first. I think that is a good call. I don't think you should burn books, especially not super rare books that have super magic in them. I do, I do, I do wonder <laughs> if this <laughs> if this is not in some way kind of feeding into what you were just talking about with the weird not control of your own destiny thing. Oh, it super is, Astro. He's absolutely doing it like, is? yeah, absolutely. Oh. <laughs> well, I think you should just give in to fate and keep the books. Yeah. Like, they're your books. Or I'll take the books. What I'm thinking is, because these possess knowledge that is potentially dangerous, first I'll store them in a bag. You want to put them next to the crown? <laughs> we got it right here. Yeah, the best way to store something dangerous, yeah, in a bag. <laughs> okay. All right. Is there anything else here, Justin? As you uh, <laughs> load the nine volumes into a bag, <laughs> one thing that you notice just by looking at their covers is each yeah. one uh, has a different title that you know to be a different one of the nine breeds of naga the creature so each one uh is labeled like dark or deep or royal like they all have different after you have moved uh about half of them you see that hidden behind the nine volumes is a tenth book that was tucked in the back and it is like strapped to like a metal case that's about the same size this book does not have anything printed on it it's just a 
black leather bound book. Definitely not nefarious in any way. Right? Great. Zelf will take all 10 books. He'll look at each cover. And then knowing that they don't have all the time in the world, he'll wait to peruse them till they get back. Astra, Johnny, thank you for backing me up on this. If either of you need any backup on any sort of personal mission, I owe you one. Oh, that's sweet. Um, we did literally nothing. We were absolutely no help. Uh, we didn't actively uh, hinder the progress, though, which I think is actually pretty good for us. Johnny's still thinking about things that are in nines right now. He's like, are there nine senses? And then he's like, <laughs> Yes, of course. Yeah, Johnny, of course there are nine senses. There's sight, smell, taste, um, whimsy. Hearing. <laughs> Hearing, yeah, yeah. Oh, don't forget that number six is the sixth sense. Oh, of course, number six. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the sixth Yeah, sense. number six yeah. is the sixth. <laughs> Can't forget number six. The other three are, as we know, balance. Justice. Yes, the sense of justice is so important. <laughs> so important to work that one out. Well, that's a gimme for Johnny. And um, Zelf, what's the ninth? <laughs> a sense of self. Whoa. Do you say a sense of zelf? I don't think that's no. it. <laughs> Johnny, have you ever heard of the inner eye? I thought I only had two eyes. The inner eye is not visible. Much like that, Mjolnir chefs know that there is an inner tongue. Mm. <laughs> Unsettling. <laughs> Which is used to taste hidden and esoteric flavors. Johnny's like squinting. Definitely trying to open an eye, like, or use a muscle that he doesn't know about. And he's like, okay, like, if I've got an eye, though, like, I've got good body control. I should be able to figure this out. <laughs> this is what they're talking about on the way back, I assume. <laughs> so he's going to, like, he's, like, wiggling his fingers. Like, okay, not there. I don't sense anything. Wiggles his ears. Yeah, Johnny can wiggle his ears. He can move his eyebrows independently. Wow. Like, that's, wow. he, these are all things that he can do. And you see him do all these. He's never talked about it before. But he's just like, <laughs> I don't know if I have an inner eye self. If you can control your ears, you can control your sword. <laughs> can Johnny make his pecs bounce? Yes, he does can that he too. Do oh, of course. Absolutely. Of course he can. Yeah. <laughs> but he sells you a newsletter. How do you do that? It's in his newsletter. Yeah. <laughs> so the sun is beginning to rise as the four of you make your way back to the Vilna estate and finally are able to settle in to rest and recoup. At this point, you can reset your spells. You can heal. We took a lot of damage in that fight. Yeah, no, Johnny <laughs> is definitely, he's super hurt from that, like, last hit by uh, Billy Warhead that, like, did, like, 54 damage to him. He's just like, Whew. Johnny, when you awake around noon the next day, you are startled to find Bantaro Valentine leaning in your doorway, staring at you. Cool. Normally, this man is dressed to the nines, presenting himself as the fanciest of fancy. Peacocking. But oh. he looks a mess. He's wearing just like a t-shirt. His hair is not combed. He looks like he's on the verge of tears, and he's barely able to keep himself vertical. You can smell the bourbon from your bed. Whoa, oh. Professor Valentine. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, and he's going to like, oh, get up. And he's going to do some shoulder rotations as he comes over. He's like, you need like some breakfast, bro. Like, come on. <laughs> but Daro is like a third of your size, but he yeah. like puts both hands on your shoulders and attempts to like hold you in place in the doorway. It's like, Johnny, of your little crew, you're like the good one, right? 
<laughs> I mean, I think we're all pretty good. Like, I think we all have our own individual strengths. Like, mm-hmm. Patty is definitely little. Yeah. Yeah. But Taft, Taft likes you. You two have a similar mindset. Oh, hell yeah. Taft and I definitely gel, bro. Why? What? What's up? He, like, starts to break down again. He's like, I, I think I fucked up, Johnny. He's really <laughs> mad at me. Like, he'll, he'll get annoyed with me, but this time he's mad and he's never been mad. Well, you know, Taft is going through some stuff right now, right? Like, with his dad and, like, you know, that whole being, like, maybe set up in a conspiracy thing. Like, it kind of right. wears on you. Like, yeah. he's probably going through some emotions, bro. He probably needs somebody like you to talk to him. I want to be there, but he thinks... That I'm not on his side because I've been spending all of this time with the prince and spreading the monarchy's version of events to the public. But I am, I am supporting him, Johnny, in my own way. Yeah, you did. Yeah, okay. I can see how he might have that perspective. Um, <laughs> so I thought, like, how can I make it up to him? Like, Lieutenant Stanton, he was like a father to him, right? And I, I can't do anything about that. But I can buy his real father back to life. Well, I mean, I can't because it's very expensive. It's like tens of thousands of dollars worth of diamonds to cast a spell like that. But I talked to Prince Erling and he agreed to buy Taft's dad back to life. And I thought he'd be grateful uh, that, you know, this is something that doesn't happen for normal people. But he was, he was so mad. What should I do, Johnny? Tell me what, what, what's he thinking? I don't understand. What should I do? Bro, like, sometimes I think the best way to, like, figure out, like, what's going on in, like, someone's head, particularly, like, a warrior like Taft, is to, like, play some triad blitz. Like, could we do that uh, with him? Uh, 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 settle this at the foosball table. I would be on your team. I'd help you out. I think it would help. I'm a little buzzed, but I'll try anything. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> as soon as he takes his hands off your shoulder, he almost falls over. Oh my god. Whoa, bro. No, you're not going to make it very far like that. Okay, hold on. Like, let's get Zelf to make you a smoothie. It'll help perk you up. He's got this great smoothie bullet. Oh my god. Like, you've never had it. Have you heard of the Tootsie Bullet? Yes, you've been talking about it every day for the last three or four days, Johnny. <laughs> it's time you've experienced it, dude. Can we put the bourbon into the Tootsie Bullet? Oh, can you? Yeah, I think you can put anything in. Great, great. But, uh, yeah, uh, not everyone likes to have their family members brought back from the dead, you know? Like, sometimes, like, they kind of just want to let them go on to, like, the next life sort of thing. Would you like to bring your father back? I didn't have a good relationship with my father, Johnny. Yeah. Would I like to bring my father back? (laughs) I don't know if I remember my father. That's kind of (laughs) strange. Anyway, let's go see what else up to. (laughs) Patty, Zelf, Astra, you guys have made your way downstairs uh, for some lunch as well. What is on everybody's mind for the day? Ugh, I feel terrible. We were up so late. <laughs> it's just like, ugh. It's so bright out now. Hydrate, Astra. You've got to hydrate. Oh. Like, <laughs> We were up until Dawn, that's not a time that you're supposed to be up to. I mean, it's not up to, yeah, generally not, Ugh. but like getting up at dawn's pretty good. <laughs> that's true. Insufferable. She's going to put on her hat and veil that she's been wearing to cover up her missing teeth and just kind of clock out. 
It's unusual for me to be up until dawn not cooking. Patty's just kind of mopily sitting at the table, stirring her bowl of oatmeal, because that's what she's having for breakfast. (laughs) Whoa, like, what's up with y'all? Like, what? (laughs) Self, these people need uplifting food fast. Like, they're way down. (laughs) Johnny, I'm sorry. My mind is elsewhere. I need to prepare my mindset for the Marth by Marth opening. I have to find the perfect balance in the persona I will present. That's one of the senses. Yeah. Did he say his mind was Zelfware? Did I say that? I'm sorry. (laughs) There's plenty of boxes of Caltrop Crunch that I didn't use. (laughs) Caltrop Crunch? It softens in milk to an edible texture. (laughs) (laughs) Is that the tagline? No, Johnny, you're right. I have to prepare the largest and most wonderful breakfast imaginable Wait, to yeah. get into the right mindset. I mean, Cooking yeah. is always what balances my mind perfectly because of the precision necessary. But like... I'll go to the kitchen. Okay. Um, do y'all want some Caltrop Crunch while he makes stuff? <laughs> Can't afford to lose any more teeth. Johnny takes out a Caltrop and like he starts like gnawing on it. A little bit. Johnny, like an Johnny no. You have to soft it in milk. Otherwise, it's just a weapon. Pa- Patty will sprinkle a couple on top of her oatmeal for crunch. <laughs> for crunch, okay. Like when you save a couple pieces of ramen and then put them on top. But yeah, so Bentaro, like, do you understand why he's mad at you, though? <laughs> um, It's because I don't know how to play Triad Blitz. Is that what we decided? Or because I don't like my father. I mean, I was thinking that, like, probably you asking to bring back his father probably doesn't make up for the fact that his friend has been, like, that perception working against him directly, you know? (laughs) I I don't really know what kind of relationship you have with Warsaw, but, like, doing something like that probably requires, like, good communication so that, like, feelings don't get hurt. If you tried talking to him about it... Talking to him. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gang, let me catch you up. So, uh, Taff Warsel is super mad at Bantaro right now because Bantaro has been hanging out with the prince and has been, like, pushing this line that Taff's, like, father figure kind of, like, is involved in killing Gem. Weird. He's not going to go any further as, he, <laughs> as, like, his mind reorganizes to deal with that trauma. <laughs> Um, so there's going to be a long pause, and he's not going to say anything. Patty, is is Johnny okay? Should we restart him? What is... What? What's going on? Sorry, I'm a little distracted right now. Had a, it was a rough night, gang. Yeah, not actually that invested. In fact, Johnny will be back and wake me up when there's something happening. <laughs> Johnny comes back into his body, and he's like, oh, um, yeah, so like, yeah, I don't know. I'd probably be pretty mad at you, too. But, you know, I do trust that, like, you've got the best interests in heart because, you know, you're shadowing and all that other stuff. And also you told me to be careful about who I trust, which is a pretty trustworthy thing to tell me, I think. (laughs) I could go with you to see him. It seems like the gang is a little tired right now, but we could go. I'll consider it, Johnny, but this maybe is a conversation that I should have one-on-one with him. I mean, I definitely am in favor of having, like bro-to-bro conversations. Like, I think that's where it happens. B2B. Bro-to-bro. <laughs> well, Zelf is going to come back, and he's going to slam down a platter that's full of 
real drunk breakfast food. <laughs> Bacon, <laughs> sausage, eggs different ways, greasy biscuits different ways, a steaming pot of coffee. Oh. Commander Valentine. <laughs> I found in my long years that people are more similar than they are different, although sometimes it's hard to believe. What do you think Taft would really appreciate? Perhaps a friend he can trust? He always does say that he doesn't like that I treat him like a friend. <laughs> so it, maybe it's, it's mixed messages. Well, I mean, I think raising somebody's dead father is something you would do for a friend. And if he doesn't want a friend, then I think you're barking up the wrong tree. You should try being... Maybe, maybe try being his dad <laughs> instead of a friend. <laughs> That's an interesting tactic, Astro. Wow, I hadn't considered that. I mean, if he doesn't want a friend, though, be something else. Be like a, be like a boss or a coach or a child, maybe. Definitely whenever I'm lost and don't know what to do, I always look for somebody in authority to tell me what to do. So, yeah. And oh. <laughs> <laughs> Valentine, I didn't even know you liked Taft. I mean, like is such a loaded word. I mean, we've been seeing each other for about five years now. I uh, don't want to make a big deal of it. You know, it's nothing serious. Five years sounds pretty serious. I don't know. Astra. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, Johnny. What's up? Well, no, Patty. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> oh, no, this is a grab bag. How many years is too many for being casual? <laughs> like, as friends? <laughs> <laughs> I think he means they're roommates. <laughs> roommates? As roommates? Oh, I think man. they were roommates. <laughs> <laughs> casual roommates. <laughs> I take back what I said about pretending to be his father. That would add a distressing dynamic to the situation. <laughs> well, it takes all sorts, doesn't it? No. <laughs> not that kind. Wow, it sounds like you really fucked up. I don't know why you think we can help you. I didn't. I was asking Johnny. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> well, yeah, I think, like, if he's definitely, like, your roommate, like, you should do something that he likes to do with him to, like, build bonds. So, like, I really think that playing Triad Blitz with him would be a lot of fun. I think it will go far. Maybe just wearing the uniform. <laughs> Goes. Sometimes with bros, I like to hang out on the grass, though. You know, look out at the sun and like, think about the world and stuff. Like, quality time sort of stuff. Maybe like some skinship, you know? Like, you know, like rub his shoulder, like let him know like it's okay. What do sports people like? They like back rubs. They like hitting each other with towels. Yeah, yeah firm slaps on the rump. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to have the four of you make a perception check for you. Oh, God. <laughs> if it's to figure out that they're gay, Astra definitely knows. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, she rolled an eight, so fuck me. Never mind. <sighs> you got a 10. Uh, I got a 17. I got a 20. Hmm. Patty and Zelf, the two of you here... From outside of the estate, out the front door, just the most disgusting noises, like multiple people hocking up a loogie at the same time. <laughs> uh, just a cacophony of this. Cacophony? Oh, yeah, yeah, I heard it too. <laughs> <laughs> a short time after you hear these noises, Alec Vilnet pokes his head in and he says, Zelf, Patty, the two of you have a visitor. Mr. Nackless is here to see you. He's out front of the tea house. Oh, Nackless. I owe him a visit. It's been a terribly busy week. 
Whatever it takes to make him stop making that sound. <laughs> so like Johnny's gonna sit down with with Bantars and be like, so like, what's his favorite color? Like we maybe we can like you know like make something for him. So he's gonna sit down at the breakfast table with him while whatever's going on. <laughs> Zelf and Patty, as you exit towards the tea house, you can see Nicholas from quite a distance away. He's a towering half giant with like big bushy red hair. Awesome. Zelf, you know that although he looks imposing he's actually an all-around stand-up guy a very warm personality around his feet uh he has a flock of animal companions that are like circling his legs Ah! they are a breed of local bird called a swallow but they're not like real world swallows they look like a stomach like fleshy and pink no feathers just a large squishy stomach that is standing (laughs) standing on two long chicken legs uh, and instead of a typical head, it just has like a long oh. esophagus like neck that just ends with a hole. God, that's exactly what this I is, imagined. Oh my God. This is the grossest thing I have ever heard in my life. Did you hear me when you were like animal companions? I was like, yay, the elephant, the chirpy. No, horrifying, and I hate it. Uh, Justin, can I make some kind of skill check to learn more about swallows? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so the whole... At the end of its neck is what's making the horrible noises that it just sounds kind of like a deflating balloon, but also wet. Oh, (laughs) disgusting. Patty hates them. Caitlin hates them. Patty hates them. (laughs) Zelf is indifferent. Zelf, you know that when, uh, so Zelf, you've rolled a 20. You know that when the swallows get panicked, they can (laughs) vomit stomach acid as defense. Oh, (laughs) my God. But you also know as a Mjolnir chef that their eggs are delicious. (laughs) Probably high in iron. Uh, Zelf will raise a hand to Patty and say, try not to spook his pets. (laughs) Zelf, I'm staying as far away from those things as physically possible. Uh, Zelf will give a friendly wave to Nicholas, as close as he has to a, a positive and healthy relationship with any person, probably is Nicholas, who's just an all-around stand-up guy. <laughs> Remind me who Nicholas is. He is the guild master of the Hunter's Guild. Oh, right. Okay. Reminder that Zelf has a membership to the Hunter's Guild as a trait. Anyway. That's right. That's right. Of course. Nicholas is like, well, if it isn't Zelf the Elf, heard you've been in town for a few days. No time to drop by the guild and say hi to an old man. Well, I was thinking of coming down and visiting this morning, actually, so it's uncanny that you would arrive here yourself. Unfortunately, I have had one thing come up after another. (laughs) Maybe you heard about the will reading. I did, uh, and I heard about Grattan as well. I wanted to drop by in person and give my condolences. He was a nice kid. We'll catch the beast that did that to him. You have my word. Thank you. I appreciate that. I think that several individuals were delivered to you early this morning. Indeed. That was the other reason I was stopping by. I wanted to thank Miss Hertz here for bringing in Tinface and his gain. I'm mighty impressed. Well, th- thank you. Patty is still a little depressed, but being complimented makes her feel better. Aww. Anything to help the fine people of Mjolnir. It's an honor to be able to contribute to the common good. Uh, she says, yeah, your pal, the dentist, he does all this out of his sense of justice and what have you, just like that. Oh, yeah. The guild members last night holding down the fort, they saw him and they didn't even think to offer you the bounty. I stop you by. Is that something that interests you, or are you just one of those selfless vigilante types? You don't want any money. Oh, 
oh, <laughs> you, you know, um, while I do consider myself a selfless type, the thing that's important to remember <laughs> is that the fight against injustice requires funding. You can only make so much change on a meager budget. So, so yes, of course. I mean, obviously, the bounty would go a long way towards helping the cause. Indeed it would. And he pulls out a, a baggie and he hands it over to you. He says, uh, there is 8,000 gold. Oh, oh, God. Oh, Official warrants from the court of the archmage always comes with a nice payday. Wait a minute. I'm sorry, which archmage? Uh, we get, you know, not just animal hunts when, you know, there are certain criminals in Mielnor. Uh, that are wanted by the officials. Uh, the court of the archmage has posted uh, a bounty. Uh. The downside is, of course, when we receive an official warrant, well, my hands are tied. Normally, as mm. guildmaster, I get to pick the hunts, but if it comes from the court, it's going up on the board no matter what. Oh, that's that's so interesting. There's never a situation of any kind where one of those just doesn't make it onto the board. Not ever, not ever. Not ever, huh? Interesting, interesting. So you were out and about last night. You didn't happen to see anything going down at the train station, did you? Oh. Someone set off an explosive. Oh my god, is everyone okay? That's terrible. Luckily, no one was hurt. The train employee we talked to said that the dentist showed up, thought it was Tin Face. But, you know, by my calculations, though, he had already brought Tin Face to the guild at that time. You know what, Nacklace? I think it just goes to show that corruption runs deeper than you might think in this town. You never know who could be responsible for something like that. He says, I guess it's a good thing that we've got uh, a team from Shadowwind here. I, if you had stopped by the guild, Zelf, you'd have seen I had framed the newspaper with you placing at the Arrow Peak competition up on the wall. Oh. Hey, say, are you staying here with that big paladin fellow and that young lady? What's her name? Astra? Uh, <laughs> our shadow end squad. Yeah. It's interesting you should ask, Nacklace. We've been given a mission by shadow end for the Count himself. A secret <laughs> mission. I'd like to tell you more, but... No, I understand. It's on a need-to-know basis. Well, I just hope that you've been giving your crew a real Milnor tour, not just the hoity-toity restaurants. Speaking of Tenface, do you have any idea what's going to happen to him? Where they'll take him? Uh, well, he'll see trial, and depending on how they rule, it, you know, it would depend. You know, if Nipip really is in there, I would hope he doesn't go to bitter hold, but one of the judges will sort that out, I guess. Uh, hopefully there's a place for people who can hardly be responsible for themselves, considering what cruel fates and maddening circumstances have changed them. <laughs> Indeed. I've taken enough of your time. I've got ingredients to gather for the Marth event tonight. All right, Nicholas, good to see you. I'll be around. And nice to meet you, Patty Hertz. Oh, it was an absolute pleasure. I hope we get to chat again soon. This is not the end of this avenue for her. She <laughs> might be making a visit to the Hunter's Guild later. that super subtle plug for our Patreon in the intro section. Probably too subtle to even pick up on, I don't know. Anyway, we were talking about the Manny-centric one-shot that we recorded, which is available on our Patreon, patreon.com slash bcbparty. 
Patrons get access to that, as well as to the Discord, ad-free episodes, and bonus content. What bonus content, you say? Well, besides the Manny one-shot and the Sea Monster Boat Race three-parter that we released in December, we also post bi-weekly character questions where we ask each other, in character, fun getting-to-know-you questions. It's got big slumber party vibes. If that sounds like something that you'd be interested in, you can subscribe now at patreon.com slash bcbparty. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Sometime before we all break up, Zelf is going to say, I'm thinking that we should be prepared to bug out on a moment's notice. Whoa. I think everyone should bring all of their belongings, or at least what they want to take with them, with them, in case we have to leave Mjolnir right after this party. Oh. Whoa. Should, like, Manny even be at this party? Maybe he should get, like, a getaway coach ready for us. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want Manny where I can see him. Uh, right. Yeah, he gets into a lot of trouble. Yeah, he was kind of trying to tell me about that the other day, but like, I don't know, I I had to keep moving on, so I missed it. (laughs) Self, I think you make a good point. I will put all of my bits and bobs and baubles and bombs in my handbag, have them ready to scamper out of sight at a moment's notice. Are we taking the crown with us? We're taking all of our stuff. I mean, it's in a bag. I've got two extra dimensional pouches Mm. at this point, and that might be our best bet. 
unless the evil artifact leaks energy out extra dimensionally, which it might because it it's an artifact. We should all show up with all of our luggage and coat check our luggage, and it can just be in <laughs> we there. Have to so wait it'll be in line coat check. Coat okay. check when we flee. <laughs> or we do it across the street at the train station or whatever. Oh, we could get like a locker at the train station, and then whenever we're ready to bail, it's our stuff is just there. I think you should keep the crown. I think that's a great place for our stuff, but I think the crown should be on us. We should keep it on us. Okay. Okay. Uh, The crown that we know has a corrupting influence, we should just keep on our persons at all times. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Who's the least corruptible member of the party? Johnny. Johnny. It's Johnny. It's easily Johnny. Andrew, why are you making that noise? Yeah, okay. okay. Johnny is also the member of the party that I would be most afraid of if he did become corrupted. Uh-oh. Oh, you'd be fine. Uh-oh. You no. just forget what he's supposed to do. Kaylin makes a good point. Should we give it to the most corrupt person? And who is that? <laughs> <laughs> They're already corrupt. It's fine. I mean, more likely to be able to resist it if they have experience with it, right? I've already got one evil god stink on me. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Now it's got to be Johnny. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so I'm going to give Johnny my new uh, Pathfinder pouch and put the crown on that. All right. I got the rock coach. <laughs> Good. And he also wants to ask Patty for help adjusting his image so that he can make the best possible presentation at the party tomorrow night oh i love is this a makeover montage i love this (laughs) because he always dresses as a chef and it seems like tomorrow night he needs to dress more like a restaurateur patty what an honor the only thing that cheers up patty more than being complimented is being asked (laughs) to give somebody a makeover (laughs) when self mentions it her ears just perk up from their drooping that they've been doing before it would be my honor to help you my personal friend z elf to put your best foot forward at this important event so what kind of vibe are we going for tonight I'll tell you, Patty, I want to muddy everyone's expectations and suspicions, so I want to take off my chef's coat for the first time in a while and wear something that perhaps a foppish restaurateur would wear. I at least want something that would cover my mithril chainmail. And then I was thinking maybe a cape off of one shoulder like a Toreador. Oh, I love it. So I'm thinking matching set, all cashmere. All cream colored, <laughs> fur boots, Ooh. and a red cape. Do you like? Mm, I can imagine it. It's striking. So striking. <laughs> it's initially disarming, but ultimately disturbing. It's all about the texture, Zelf. When you walk up to someone and they just go, ooh, that person's textures of their garments. I want to pet their sweater. I want to pet their boots. Mm. And they're just completely disarmed by it. An interesting angle. Not one I usually take, but I'm willing to try it. Take it from an expert. Excellent. I'll see what I can wrestle up for you. Excellent. What what texture is the cape? (laughs) That's the surprise part. No. No. Oh, no. Okay. God. How much time do we have before the dinner party? You have a good, uh, like, four hours to get whatever you want to get done, done. I want to go to the Hunter's Guild. (laughs) I'm really worried about this warrant. I love that. (laughs) 
Uh, Zelf is going to go with her since they're just out and about. It's uh, during the chopping spree. Yes, perfect, perfect. We'll nice. buy cashmere twin sets. We'll go to the Hunter's Guild. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> so Patty, on her way to the Hunter's Guild, Patty would like to stop in using some of this 8,000 gold that she just received to the nicest liquor store that she can find Great. and buy a bottle of the nicest manly hunterly alcohol that they have available. <laughs> Something awesome. real peaty. And sophisticated. <laughs> Some sort of scotch, yeah. She's going to purchase a truly unpronounceable scotch. Wow. It's the yeah, it's definitely Lagavulin whiskey, because I think, Paul, didn't we try some of that while we were in Ireland this past year? Oh, yeah. It was... Oh, Petey, was, for sure. It was like eating a mouthful of moss. It is not ideal. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sipping drink. And now I'm wondering if she should just get like a 12 pack of beer instead. Like what would the Hunter's Guild gentlemen like better? Do Maybe both. that's too sophisticated. Yeah, she's going to bring yeah. both. Yeah. She's Smart. got money to burn. Yeah. Smart. A bottle of very expensive scotch and a big <laughs> cheap thing of cheap beer. Yeah. <laughs> Cover your bases. Yeah, Patty, when you enter, you were already popular with these guild members uh, for breeding in Tin Face <laughs> with the dentist the other night. Now that you're breeding alcohol for them, they are cheering your name uh, as you enter. <laughs> they are giving you like forms like, do you actually want to join the guild, Patty? Like, it's really easy. Zelf's done it. Uh, Zelf can walk you through. You can be a member just like him. That's right. We won't even haze you. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm so flattered to even be considered for inclusion with such a group of skilled, brave, honorable individuals. It's, it's truly an honor to even be asked. <laughs> so Patty's going to circulate through the room. She would like to, you know, just sugar up these guys, keep pouring mm -hmm. them drinks, and try to find out as any information that she can find about how these warrants come in, how they're delivered, who gets them, what the process is when they come in, because her goal is to try to intercept this before it yeah. gets posted. Mm -hmm. Make a diplomacy check for me, I guess, first. Okay. All right, that's a 23. Oh, my Ooh. goodness. Nice. No kidding. Lovely. Uh, yeah, Patty, you are able to butter up these guys with the mass population here. They have not heard anything different than what they had heard before, which was the rumors that you spread uh, with the bit about Zelf and Astra that got around you. Other Everything else still under your control. They show you the bulletin board, which is like the centerpiece of this guild hall um, where all of the postings go. They show you like a small section in one of the corners, which is where the official warrants get posted. There isn't one at this point. And they explain the process that an arbiter arrives from Fainalin and places it on the board themselves. Um, and they don't get a lot of warning. Mm. Sometimes they'll hear like uh, just through the grapevine that something's coming if it's a big case, especially but they there's not like a set time. It's just like whenever this arbiter arrives, it's on the court schedule and not the guilds. That's awesome. Sure wish I had a vigilante sidekick who could monitor the <laughs> perimeter for me while I'm at this restaurant <laughs> opening. But that's Don't no you? longer in the cards no. for Patty, is it? <laughs> oh, poor Patty. Uh, but yeah, they, they like you. They agree like, oh, yeah, Patty, if you want to do another hunt, I... If you want more money, we'll help you. Like, we'll tell you when <laughs> one comes up. Uh, no problem. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, awesome, guys. Oh, you know, it's been such a treat just to spend time with you all this afternoon. You guys are real peaches. <laughs> Poor Patty sending away her vigilante boy. No, it doesn't have to <laughs> no. I can't even That's tell so you how sad. heartbroken I personally am about that. Like, it's so sad. It's so sad. It's so sad. <laughs> so as far as pre-dinner preparations go, Manny will need to head to Marth by Marth early. Johnny as well, if he's going to be a waiter. Um, Justin, I've got something for Manny. Yeah. Before he goes off to be a waiter. Yeah, yeah. Self is going to say, I have an item of preparation for you. You see this container? This is one of the substances famous in Mjolnora that is not a drug. <laughs> Although some say nostalgia is a drug, you see this is nostalgia oil. What it does is it makes you think of the most nostalgic thing that you might not remember, but certainly is kept deep down. It helps you keep a hold of what's really important to yourself and where we're going. We might need that. Here, smell it. Tell me what it makes you think of. (laughs) He takes a whiff and he closes his eyes and he says, wow, this makes me think of being back home with my family and all of us sleeping in that really long bed, <laughs> like, like in Willy Wonka. Like I was just say, <laughs> that's what I was exactly what I was imagining. He's yeah, that's that's exactly who Manny is. Well, Manny, <laughs> let me tell you a little story about myself. And Zelfa's gonna smell the oil. <laughs> says, when I was a child, I loved ice cream. In the suburb I lived in, we didn't have a lot of refrigeration magic like Mjolnir does. We couldn't take it for granted. So on special occasions, I would always say, Mommy, Mommy, I want some ice cream. (laughs) But that's not what this oil makes me think of, Manny. It makes me think of my chef training. When we were locked in the basements of the chairman's gastrodrome, pitted against each other daily... Somewhere past all the exhaustion and fear, on the knife's edge between horror and ecstasy, there was a euphoria. And that's what I remember when I smell this nostalgia oil. Wow, yours is a lot better than mine. (laughs) Oh, don't worry, Manny. There's plenty of time for you to train as a Mjolnir chef. But I want you to hold on to that memory of sleeping with your family after all. You have to have something in your cooking, some kind of life experience, a story you tell with your cuisine. Don't let that go. I won't. Uh, I'll remember those words, chef. Thank you. All right. And remember to oil up. (laughs) Johnny gave me the same advice uh, when he was telling me about my pec standout. (laughs) All right. Tonight, we'll use nostalgia oil instead of coconut oil. Uh, And I'm going to use some, too. I've got two vials. Awesome. Yeah. So many, like... Maybe we should ask Bentar to help us get dressed up. Like, he tends to dress pretty well. Yes. <laughs> He's like, oh, Johnny, I'm pretty sure they probably have, like, a, a dress code and a uniform that we're going to have to wear uh, that they'll provide us. Although they may not have something your size. It is mostly elves. <laughs> oh. Well, we'll just have to see, but maybe I'll rip off the sleeves or something so that I can move my shoulders. Because, like, you know, handling those trays, like, that sort of, like, mobility will be important. So, yeah. I so hope that we get Johnny waiting tables and, like, cut off sleeves. That's what I'm uh, aiming for. That's exactly what I'm angling for. <laughs> 
you and Manny make your way to Marth by Marth. You enter the back way for the staff uh, and you find just the most expansive kitchen with pristine counters, overflowing cabinets. There are a couple of sous chefs that have already started prep work and like the aromas are rich and smoky. It smells delicious. Johnny, you and Manny are approached by a pack of waiters that are all wearing uh, identical tuxedos, like with little uh, vests. One of them looks you up and down in horror immediately. He says, you know, I give you the biggest suit I've got, but it's going to be a tight fit. (laughs) I'll do my best, sir. I'll make it work. Uh, Justin, if you could describe these vests with an adjective, what would that be? <laughs> oh, they're not slutty yet. They're not oh. slutty on these men. Yeah. They're going to be slutty on Johnny, though. That's for sure. He's going to flex once and then there he goes. The buttons. <laughs> Can't hide those jumping pecs. <laughs> After a couple minutes, the waiter returns with like a sharp tuxedo. It's cut for a very large man, but still a man that's like a good foot and a half shorter than you are incredible <laughs> but he's like this is this is what I, best i've got unfortunately all right he's just you know i don't think i've seen you around before what restaurants have you worked at like johnny looks over at manny like <laughs> um there's a couple restaurants i've been to in phanolin like where like i've experienced <laughs> you know some pretty cool placements but um I was told you needed help, so, like, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the waiter kind of, like, blanches, uh, and he takes a deep breath. He's like, just do your best to stay out of the Duke's sight. He's already a nightmare, and we haven't even started service yet. If he finds out you don't know what you're doing, then we're in trouble. Yeah, oh, no, absolutely. <laughs> but, like, if you need, like, move some meat or, like, chop things, like, I'm down. Put me in. <laughs> Uh, you see, like, the sous chefs have, uh, like, pulled Manny away and outfitted him in a black uniform that matches their own. Uh, and then they led him to, like, a sliding door on, like, the opposite exterior wall. And they open it. And he sees, like, that there's four cows that are fenced into, like, a grassy area. <laughs> and for a moment, you think you can, like, hear them, like, cooing seductively at Manny. Like, oh my we want this. We're desperate for pumping. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't really have a chance to, <laughs> to, to investigate it. Because this waiter, Johnny, has pulled you over to this like long display, which has all of these sample plates for each of the four courses that are going to be served this evening. This looks delicious. There's a couple uh, like additional variations of the plates that are available, as well as four wines, a few other high-end alcohol options. The waiter is like, uh, let's go over the menu. I really hope that your memory is good. Yeah, um, <laughs> me too. <laughs> oh, my God. There's six different crostini toppings, and they each have their own history. Okay. Like, Johnny gets out, like, a piece of paper, and it's like, six <laughs> toppings, <laughs> crusty. Um. Six toppings, crusty. <laughs> yeah, okay, got it. Six, got it. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Astra, what was your plan for going to this opening? I've decided to use one of the counterfeit letters that I pressed to get myself in to the party. Don't know. I don't have a good plan for what I'm going to do when I'm in because I assume everybody (laughs) who has an invitation has a seat and a plate and a little name card (laughs) and a wine glass all their own. So I really 
don't I think Esther's plan is that she's going to assume somebody's not going to make it and she's just going to slip into their spot. Hopefully not someone super notable. <laughs> Hopefully not. Although what a fun hijink. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm also imagining Astra just the entire time, like walking towards the table as if she's about to sit down and being like, oh, I need to run to the restroom. Oh, I forgot something out in the car. <laughs> so she never actually commits to sitting down at the table. Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's an extended uh, vaudevillian bit. Uh, it's almost Mr. Bean-esque where she goes to sit and at the last moment somebody takes the seat and she's like, that one wasn't open. Oh, God. Um, I'm just going to go get more wine. I'll be right back. Uh, oh, we need more butter for my table. <laughs> That's the plan. Uh, I think some kind of communal musical chairs is the perfect energy. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, so she's Amazing. watching for somebody to go to the bathroom. She sits down in their seat for three minutes. <laughs> Eats all the their green beans and then goes to the next spot. <laughs> Spectacular. <laughs> During the break, I want Astra to once again update the notebook that we have that's keeping track. Yeah. I'm just making a mental note to myself that we need to be diarying uh, <laughs> to make sure that we don't all lose all this information when the time loop happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another save point is always good. Yeah, thank you yeah. for saving our game, Jenna. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to take one step outside and be like, ugh, no, no, I'll, I'll, I'm journaling. Let me know when it's dinner time. Uh, so, Paul, one of the things that you had talked about uh, was that you were going to break open the Forbidden Cookbooks and learn a spell. The one that I picked that seemed like it would have relative utility maybe is C, Invisibility. But Justin, can you tell us what the flavor mm -hmm. of these books are a little bit when Zelf finally, hours later, cracks the cover on one? So the cookbooks, as we discussed before, there is a nine-volume set, each named after a different breed of Naga. Uh, it chronicles how to prepare them and best use their magic to achieve the chairman's goals. And to that end, each of the nine books also pairs a naga with a complimentary demigod that he thinks would be uh, delicious and well served uh, with these recipes. What a drama freak. All right, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> the chairman is impeccable. Zelf, you found uh, the spell that you're looking at, see invisibility inside of the book about royal nagas, um, which are all about like manipulating vision. They have like a, a gaze that can like make people blind or deaf. Um, they can like see through illusions and things like that. Um, and so within this book, you find where the chairman has learned to uh, see invisibility through his food from uh, studying and eating these royal nagas. Do I need to have actual naga meat to prepare the spell, or can I substitute? <laughs> you don't. So he has learned this spell from eating the naga and uh, written the recipe down. So all you need to do is copy his recipe. If you were to ever find a royal naga, then you could eat it and uh, do this without using a spell slot. Then I'll pick up whatever ingredients I do need for it while I'm out in town. Awesome. There was also a 10th book in the mix. And this last book appears to be the chairman's original recipe book from when he was still just Julian Karat. You also found that it was connected to like a metal box. Opening that up, you find that in the box are a multitude of vials, each filled with like a red liquid and identified with like a number Ooh. letter system. So like 3C, 6F, et cetera, et cetera. Flipping through this book, 
you're learning a lot about your former mentor, someone that you knew better than most people, and yet, like, you <laughs> realize that you know less and less about each day, right? Uh, between lists of ingredients, you find, like, history and secrets and just the chairman's private thoughts. Great. You read about Julian's <laughs> start in the kitchen of High Chef Chiffonade several hundred years ago. Just a lowly commoner determined to claw his way up the ranks. He finally got his big break when, like, anarchy broke out in Mjolnir, and he took up the mantle of a battle chef for Chiffonade during the restaurant wars. <laughs> yes. Ultimately, Chiffonade, yes. Amazing. Chiffonade lost, <laughs> and he and all of his known supporters were exiled, and High Chef Vilnet rose to power. And Krat stuck by Chiffonade's side as his wayward kitchen attempted to survive outside of civilization on Mount Halrum, where food was very hard to come by. And on many occasions, the group would, like, turn on one of their own. And eventually, they all turned on Julian, believing him that he was the weakest one left. But he would prove them very, very wrong. And so <laughs> Karat left the mountains alone, but his recipe book was very full, as was his stomach. Awesome. At the back of this book you find an elaborate family tree tracking Shifnad's offspring and those of his closest Whoa. sous chefs. And you see the overwhelming majority have had their names crossed out. And next to it, Whoa. a number letter marker added. <laughs> some <laughs> with like scribbled notes, like recipe names and stuff. Um, but you realize that these all match up to one of the vials in the box that was with this book. Incredible. <laughs> the last thing that you notice, Zelf, is that all but one person in this family tree has been cataloged. One of Chiffonade's great-grandchildren, whose mother avoided oh. exile by going deep into hiding. There are a lot of notes here as the chairman has like attempted to scrape together any info that he could get on the family. Uh, and although he ended up successfully catching the parents, this child seemed to have evaded him up until death. And he never really learned their name, their gender, nothing. The, they wow. hid them very well. They, they changed their names multiple times. Like you can see like a list of just like identities that they've gone through running from the chairman. Wow. God. That's pretty fucked up. Justin. Yeah, extremely fucked up. <laughs> Pretty fucked up. <laughs> Justin's like, yes, thank you. <laughs> but it explains so much. Boy, gosh, what do I want to do with that? Well, self is completely transfixed and is just entering into a fugue state while he's consuming this knowledge, getting a weird light in his eyes. <laughs> but he realizes it'll take more time than he has to connect all the dots to that. So he'll close the book, <laughs> put the vials <laughs> back and say to himself, Food for thought. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Come on. That was good. What do the vials look like? What do the stuff in the vials look like? Like they're full of blood. Yeah, that's what are I was they? Thinking. Are they full of blood? I don't know. You said they were red. Uh, yeah, Zelf, you can make a knowledge nature check or a heal check to determine what this is. Well, my knowledge nature is way better. I'm imagining it's just like pureed chef. It's just Kool-Aid. It's just Kool-Aid. Is Astra making you figure it out? Like you're about to put it away. And she's like, no, what is that? What? Hey, hey, Zelf. First of all, what the fuck are you reading? <laughs> you zoned out for like two hours. We all went and got artisanal Pop-Tarts and came back. And you hadn't moved. Justin, that's a 17. Zelf, you are confident that this is the blood of the people that he has taken and stored uh, if he were to need to use it again to get their spells for some reason. Did he say why he was hunting them down just because they have the magic of royal class battle chefery in their DNA? <laughs> Absolutely. It's, I think it's it started out of 
like revenge and hatred, right? Uh, yeah. And just like a need, a need to survive as well. But uh, and then once he started, he had to complete the collection, and also he had to cover his tracks because a lot of these spells were very specific <laughs> to the Chiffonade line, right? Uh, and so yeah. someone else of the Chiffonade bloodline could potentially recognize those or know, like this is not something an outsider should have. Mm. But now. They're his, because uh, he's caught everybody. Except for one. And now they're mine. <laughs> Zelf, if anybody drank that blood or did whatever you have to do with the blood, would they be able to get the spells? Or is it just like a battle chef skill to be able to sup some blood and get some new weird spells? Just ask him. Just asking. I'm just, just <laughs> curious. I'm just curious. Just Straw going in off the corner of the conversation. The <laughs> <laughs> Interesting question, Astra. It's a battle chef skill to prepare this correctly to extract the magic from it. And the secrets within pertain to battle chef skills. So, unfortunately, not anyone could drink this and get the knowledge and power of the chiffonades. Mm. But... Perhaps there's a way for a skilled battle chef to teach something to someone. Well, that's actually kind of a relief. (laughs) (laughs) Are you done zoning out with this book? For now. Mm. Astra, what is our plan to get your teeth back? Are we just going to storm the tooth fairies some night when they think they're down there? Or are we going to pull a double blind with the dentist where we take him in some fake bindings and then he breaks out and helps us fight them? I was thinking more of that second one, the fake out with the dentist. Uh, But we have to get Patty to ask about the dentist. I don't know. So as Astra answers you, you notice for the first time as her veil moves ever so slightly as she's talking about this, she has her teeth. <laughs> she has a full set of teeth in that mouth. And self pauses. He says, Astra, you know, I never question any of your, I don't know, choices. But are those your teeth in your head right now? Is that kind of an illusion you created to fool the people at the party? Um, I, I'm i so surprised you noticed, Zelf. I, you know, you've got, you're such a keen eye, Zelf. Zelf, you're just like, especially for like mouth and teeth and food stuff. You're just like, you're so, uh, you're so on top of it. And I'm always so impressed at you. And I just, I wanted to get that out of the way, first of all. But no, actually, these are, um, they're actually gum. I carved them to look like teeth. I was feeling self-conscious. <laughs> Um, so they're just kind of stuck up in there. I know they look really good. I'm a good artist, but... Justin, would Self recognize (laughs) gum when he sees it? (laughs) I'll let you make a knowledge (laughs) nature check to determine if these are made of gum. Knowledge bobble gum. Well, I rolled a five, but with my other bonuses, that's a total of 20. 20, yeah, Self, <laughs> you handle a lot of teeth as a chef. Uh, That's true. Uh, you also have handled a lot of gum as a chef. Uh, and you are fairly sure these are teeth. <laughs> nice try. Hmm. 
<laughs> who, who else is in the room right now? Uh, Patty can be with you if you'd like. No, I don't think so. I think uh, Patty has stepped aside for a second and self says, Astra, out of anyone in the group, you know that I would judge you the least for anything you do. <laughs> Did you give the dentist to the tooth fairy? <laughs> <laughs> I just need to know because I was going to look for him later. I have questions for him. Okay, hold on. Let me think about what I need to do here in this moment. <laughs> um, Astra's going to say, no, Zelf, I, with the, no, I mean, uh, absolutely not. No, absolutely not. I would not, we were going to hatch a plan together as a group. Absolutely, I did no such thing. Um, the dentist is probably fine. I don't know. We'll talk. We'll get in contact with him later. I don't know why Patty was saying that stuff about not wanting to meet at the cavity. I think that's a great idea. Not the one we chose, obviously. But um, so that to answer your simple question, simply no. Hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> done speaking. <laughs> well. That's one thing checked off of our to-do list. <laughs> I have so many questions. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You just got your answer. <laughs> got your simple answer for your simple question. Well, you <laughs> definitely did turn the dentist over to the tooth fairies. <laughs> no. No. Listen, don't worry about it. It's none of your fucking business. <laughs> now that's a believable answer right there. Thank you for listening to Burnt Cookbook Party. We were on a real one this week, huh? As a reminder, you can always find us on Twitter at BCB Party, on Tumblr at BCB Party, or email us at burntcookbookparty at gmail.com. Just as a heads up, we are starting to include NPC information in the story notes of each episode. So you should be able to see the description of the episode. We're going to try to include NPC information so that if you uh, if you're listening and you're like, who is this person? You can check the notes and it'll give you a little context on who that person is. We hope this is useful. And you can always check out our fan wiki at bcbparty.fandom.com if you're looking for additional information on anyone. Burnt Cookbook Party is Andrew Hansen as Johnny Brightchild, Caitlin Stadahar as Patty Hertz, Paul Lukemeyer as Zelf, me, Jenna Stieber, as Astra Blep, and Justin Green as GM and World Builder. Produced by Jenna Stieber, this episode edited for content by Justin Green and edited for sound by Akshay Balakrishnan. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.